Welcome to the Kyo. Oh, that was quickly down. Canada <laughs> Athletic Training Podcast. That's what she said. That's where I was going oh. to. Good for you. Good start. We're off. We're flying. Look at my microphone's broken. This guy is, does know how to set up his microphone. I don't know how to control the volume of my voice. Have we done this before? Hello, everyone. Talked into microphones. <laughs> Only a couple times. 243, maybe, to be exact. Um, Kevin, tell them who we are. We're Canada Athletic Training. That's Chad. I'm Kevin. And you know what? It's a Wednesday night. Hopefully you're joining us live. Nisi is. Nisi's always here. Welcome, Nisi. Um, hopefully you're working hard. And this is your podcast that you've chosen to listen to about athletic training. While... I got it. Still, still adjusting his microphone. Anyway, you know, we started this podcast a really long time ago. Almost five years. Almost five years. It actually, somebody asked me how long we've been doing the podcast. And I said, wow, you know, it seems like I always want to say three years. Because it's not two years. It seems about three years. But it's almost five. Yeah. And then that got me thinking. We are going on our fifth fat bracket, that means. Yeah. Five. Five fat brackets. Right. I'm just looking at them right now, trying to figure yeah. out if we've done a certain fat bracket or not. Which so I find 2020, amazing. 2021, 2022, 23. That's four of them. You know, that's a lot of characters. That's a lot of inanimate objects that we have debated whether or not they would be a good athletic trainer. What I would like to, while I have all of your attention, yes, I would like to encourage you to go over to CanadaAthleticTraining.com. When that pop-up comes up of what you would like us to talk about, send us some suggestions, including fat bracket suggestions. Yeah. We always get to a point where right before the fat bracket, we're... All right, we need a little bit more, uh, you know, ice cream versus waffles kind of idea. <laughs> and fun stuff. Yeah, fun stuff. Things that are not as easy to talk about athletic training. That bottom right corner of your bracket. And so let us know. Let us know your suggestions. You could also, uh, if you want, you can DM the show. Oh, you can get right, slide right into us. <laughs> slide right into that DM. Candid underscore ATC on all your major platforms. And if you want to go old school and send us a good old electronic mail, that's CanadaAthleticTraining at gmail.com. You know, we just gave our email out to 14 million people. I think it's great. Please, all all email us. All of you. All of you email us. Yeah. Kevin, I think I'm making an executive decision. I I think it's in play. Okay, whatever. Let's do it then. Let's do it. That's fine. Now you got to find somebody else though too. <clears throat> Should we just do the whole cast? It's been a while since I've watched it, but I bet we'll I can just do the three main. Let's do the three main ones. Okay. We can get side tangents too. However, we can get. I don't want to. Sp- I don't want to spoil it. You know, Kyle, if you want to send a courier pigeon, you are more than welcome to. So, Canada Athletic Training, if this is your first time listening, wonderful. 
If you're listening to this live and it's your first time, please say hi. Would love to shout out to you on this live broadcast of the Canada Athletic Training Podcast. I wonder how many more times I can say Canada Athletic Training before SEO. people get sick of it. Um, Search engine optimization. Oh, yeah. So we created this podcast a long time ago, five years ago, thinking, you know, athletic trainers might want to have some fun talking athletic training. They might want to laugh. They might want to rant. They might also want to debate whether or not Iron Man is a better athletic trainer than Superman. And we thought, why not do it with microphones in front of our face so that we can meet a bunch of cool athletic trainers one day? And we have. So I think this podcast has done some fun stuff, including exposed people to the best EMR that has ever existed, healthyroster.com. See how I segue to that? Dan would be proud. Professional grade. Oh, if you, you know, it's getting to be that time of the year where you need to start thinking about what's next. And if you're working somewhere that you hate, hate your EMR platform, what I would encourage you to do is go over to healthyroster.com, send in a little inquiry, request to talk to somebody. They're great. We could not do this podcast without them. They have been our main sponsor for a long time now. They support athletic trainers wholeheartedly. They are really doing some great work over there. They always want your suggestions if you are a current user of Healthy Roster. And, yeah, give them a good shout-out if you want to get a better EMR. Smart Tools. SmartToolsPlus.com. We just had Ed on the show. Last week. Talking BFR. You know, if you weren't on the live, um, that podcast is going to be uploaded shortly here. Um, Talking BFR with Ed, Education Ed, and Smart Tools, smarttoolsplus.com. You can use the uh, code CANDID10 to get 10% off anything at Smart Tools. They got IASTM, Instrument Assisted Soft Tissue Mobilization Devices. (laughs) And BFR cuffs. I have the BFR cuffs. They're wonderful. It's Christmas season. You should buy yourself something. You know they got a lot of courses and stuff. But too. don't spend full, full amount. It's also CEU season. So yeah, that's gonna be our feature topic. Why don't you head over to SmartToolsPlus.com and go sign up for some CEUs? We also have Athletic Trainer Insurance Plus. Athletic Training Insurance Plus is going to give you the best rates on your professional liability and general liability for athletic trainers. If you are a member of the Canada Athletic Training Podcast, I'm talking get yourself a $25 membership. You will get access to the best rates on that professional liability. Um, what was what's the exact numbers again? One seventy nine for a full time mm. employed athletic trainer. One seventy nine plus twenty five mm. comes to two hundred four. Oh, so if you're currently spending more than two hundred and four dollars on professional liability insurance, you're wasting money. And listen, Kyle just said he's already renewed. Well, hopefully, he's getting his athletic trainer's insurance plus too. Now, what I would say is that if you are a small business as an athletic trainer. I've seriously, I seriously saved at least $1,500 last year 
by going with Athletic Trainer Insurance Plus. So get on it. What do we got? That's it. I think, oh, you know what? I wanted to um, start the show um, a couple weeks ago. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. Remember I put up on social media that picture of the ice bag malfunction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I got something better. What are, you, what are you pulling out of your pocket? Don't worry. What, what are you doing down there? Huh? So I went in. I went to clean a, I went to clean one of my clinic rooms today. Okay. And I went to just grab some gloves. Gloves. Kevin, this is what I pulled out of. This is what I pulled out of the glove box to just. I want you to unravel it on the air. This is what I had. This is what came straight out of the glove box. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, incredible. This is the biggest equipment fail I've ever seen. Uh, so for those of you who are listening to this in audio form, there are picture like, picture of the fingertips of two different gloves pointing at each other and melded in the middle. So Kevin's putting on a glove, right? And there's that one. That one's okay. That one, the thumb, I think I can. The get thumb, it. the thumb might be so. <laughs> okay, the thumb's fine. Okay, so he's got a glove, and it's yes. got on uh, each finger. <laughs> <laughs> On it, on it. You can't. It's like melted or something, right? It must be. It must have been melted. Production air. So there's a glove. Well, let's take a picture of this. It kind of. It kind of looks almost. Um. Like horror. Like yeah, horrific. it looks like like it looks like um Freddy Krueger, or so, I don't know. Maybe. So there's two gloves. It's Freddy Krueger. Two glove. gloves like locked together at the fingers. With the second glove, you it can't is, even get I your. Can, you can't. I can feel the tips of the other. Glove. Gingerly touch our tips. Gingerly touch those. We'll tips. save that for a second. That's. All right. Let's take a picture of this, and we can put it on social media. All right. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, that, so that, that was. That is a malfunctioning. Thanks, Chad. New fear at work. I did you. Why didn't you just use it? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Imagine like imagine like you hadn't really looked and you ran into the field and that's what you pulled out in like a oh, critical situation. God. Right? <laughs> it's almost like a Chinese, you know, a Chinese oh, finger trap. Go. That's yeah. It's like a, a Chinese it finger like, trap <laughs> but all four fingers. That's funny. The thumbs were okay. That's so true. Other than you couldn't get the couldn't You can't get like get in that one. That's what she said. Ooh. Anyways, Ooh. let's throw that over there. <laughs> uh, I think I think we have a fun show. Okay. Um, if you say so. You don't. Uh, you didn't look at the social media before you jumped on, did I you? I didn't. No. Okay, good. So you're going to be surprised for most of this. I feel like I don't even know what social media is anymore. No, you, it's probably to your advantage. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's let's start with some shenanigans then. Okay. Um, do you want to do some like serious athlete training talk at the beginning or yes. do you want to do like I want to some be serious okay well let's start with yeah because that way we can Only unravel serious talk this is going to be the most sir. serious episode uh oh what do you got nothing keep going alright so we're going to do our F Mary Kill section we're going to start we don't often start with the FMK but tonight we will uh, Kevin, yep, we're going to do, we're going to F, marry, and or kill 
three plyometric exercises that you might use in terms of uh, evaluating some sort of biomechanics. Okay. All right. You want to, which of these do you think would give you the best, like, oh, I can learn something from watching somebody do this exercise. Does that make sense? Yes, but what would that mean? I'm marrying it or I'm adding it? I don't. I don't know. You can. You can go wherever you want with it. Is the so, be, is the best what I marry? Depends on how happy you are right now. <laughs> <laughs> how happy are you with those Twizzlers? Are they still mm, good? No, no? These are okay. <laughs> oh, so three exercises, three plyometric, low-level plyometric exercises. Okay. The skip, a skip. Skip to do Skipping. Skippity day. Uh, box jumps. Mm. And lateral hops, uh, a.k.a. the Gustafsons. Okay. Have you heard of the Gustafsons? No. Like it's a it's a protocol. It's like basically lateral hopping. I think it's probably a progression, two foot, single foot, whatever. Mm-hmm. Hopping over a line or maybe a small distance, lateral hopping back and forth. Okay. Should we... Should I pull I mean, up the Gustafsons? If you want, you can try. You can show me. Show me the money. Um, listen, that box jump probably has the biggest room for error. So that box jump's probably going to show you the most as an evaluation technique, but. Is that marriage or is that effing? The skipping. When was the last time you skipped? Um, in at the gym, uh, I take like a, a a cardio class sometimes, and or a like a, a boot camp type class. They'll have us do it there. Okay, I had. I had some skips worked into a workout for some of my peeps the other day. And tr- watching, like, a 40-year-old try to remember how to skip, it was kind of hilarious because it was like they've never done it before. Like, well, you just literally haven't um, done it since you were seven. You just got to remember how to do it. So I'm wondering if that's marriage. Because it's been a really long time since you did it, and now you got to remember how to do it again. But when you do it, it's right. Can't find it. Um, lateral hopping. I don't know how much it tells me. Like, how much does it tell me as an evaluation <sighs> technique? Mm. Ankle. Yeah, but only ankle. The other ones are maybe knee. a little more maybe knee yeah, maybe knee. The other ones are a little more total body ish. There it is. Hi, Kevin. What the hell is Saint Nick's? We are celebrating Saint Nick's here in Wisconsin. I put it up on social media. It is. Do you celebrate Saint Nick's? And yeah. if yes, what state do you live in? Because I'm trying to figure out how big this Saint Nick's thing reaches. My wife had never heard of it. She's from New York. She never heard of it until she got to Wisconsin, 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 where we live. And today is St. Nick's, so happy St. Nick's Day, everyone. 
right. Also, happy birthday to our really, 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 really good friend, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm going to text him right after this. Text him right now. Antetokounmpo. Happy birthday. Um, I'm going to marry the box jump. I'm going to kill Gustafsson's lateral hops, and I'm going to F with those skips. Because, man, when you do it good, you do it good. 80% same. No. No. So far. It's an early poll. Four to five people. So, St. Nick's is... uh, How would you describe St. Nick's? He is a helper of Santa Claus. He comes on December 6th. Uh, He stuffs a stocking. For the little ones. And a lot of parents will be like, oh, St. Nick is here. He's um, he's dropping off some stuff, and it's a reminder that you need to act really good for the rest of the month, or you're not going to get shit <laughs> for Christmas. It's like one of those, let, let's trick your kid into acting good. Yes. Um, our St. Nick drops off, instead of like an elf on the shelf, he drops off a reindeer. Okay. Named Doug. And Doug watches Bennett's behavior. Doug. Listen, looks like. I thought really Saint popular. Nick was Santa. Yeah, I always did too. Um It's not. It's a very like it it comes from like a Christian like background. You got the Wikipedia up? I did. All right. Go looks for like it. it looks like it's a lot of like German and Polish. Yeah, that's Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Um, but it's considered to be worldwide because in Western, Western Christian countries, it's celebrated on the 5th or the 6th and on the 19th in Eastern Christian, Christian countries. You can do it whenever the hell you want. Okay. Broadly speaking, it is a day that, like Chad said, it's like, all right, your kids hang their stockings. It's like the Easter Bunny. It's like any of that crap, right? They go to bed. Some magical creature puts stuff in a stocking. If you get coal, you've been bad, and you better act really well until Christmas, otherwise you ain't getting crap. And so, therefore... So trick to make your kids act better. Let's try to buy it. Yeah. Okay, let's go back. You said you're gonna marry the box jump. There's a lot of history here, people. Yeah, just Google it. It's Jesus the internet. Christ. It can't go wrong. So we're FM Kane box jumps, skipping, lateral hopping in terms of plyometrics that you can use to evaluate some sort of mechanics. And you said you were going to marry the box jumps? Yeah. Love them. I just love them. What are you going to do next? I'm going to F with those skips. Because when you do them, and you do them right, man, it feels good to be a gangster. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. What song was that? I cannot remember. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. I think that was on the Juice soundtrack. No, that's too short. So you want to be a gangster. 
It was in um, office space. Probably. Okay. Um, I kind of want to... Huh? I'm for sure marrying skipping. Okay. I think it gives you the most benefit. It's a multi-limb, total body movement. Not that if jumping isn't. It's also got a little bit of um, sling to it, like a cross sling. Slinging. It's got rhythm. Um, it's the most functional. Feel the rhythm. I feel like it, it translates to most things. Jumping. You can jump in basketball. You can jump in volleyball, like a two-foot set jump. That's about it. It's probably not about it, but it was the ghetto boys. Thank you. Um, so, I think I'm going to have to F the box jumps because depth is important. Oh. oh, my goodness. Depth of the jump, depth of the landing. Yeah. Depth is important. Don't let anybody tell you anything different. And definitely don't let those knees come towards each other. Yeah. You know, keep them spread. Stay wide. Stay wide. <laughs> don't cave. Yeah. Don't cave in. Well, it's the opposite with some positions. I do think skipping is your best bang for the buck. Like, I can learn some stuff. Mm. I do think... Um, Box jumps are the easiest to evaluate, though. Correct. I like. Just need easy. to stand in one spot and it's watch. Like easy. Uh, hopping probably the least amount of utility. Although I do think it's probably cool to see lateral movement and see what's happening with the foot and the knee mechanics. Um, I just you don't see it a ton. I feel like it's more of just like a a progression, less and less of like an evaluator. Sure. Yeah. Can you do it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw somebody, I saw them in the gym having somebody do some reverse skipping and my heart just melted a little bit. I was so happy. A reverse skip. It's just such a lost art form skipping and it's super underrated. And if you, like you want the easiest way to know if you have an athlete or not, tell them to backwards skip. If they don't do it in the first 10 seconds, you don't have an athlete. <laughs> Sorry. Can you URL? I could. All right. Could you? I think so. <laughs> Do you want to go? I don't know if I've ever done it. <coughs> Kevin's going to go. Reverse skip. He's going to go in the other room. We're going to evaluate. And he's doing this. Have Connor do it. Have Connor. Oh, he did it right away. He's an athlete. Have Connor. That's Connor. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. Connor. Connor's here. We're just gonna see if Connor's an athlete. Connor, can you backwards skip? He's uh reverse A skipping. Yep, Kevin still got it. Connor's got it. Con Connor was a little uh, just a little bit stiffer than Kevin. Just a little bit, but he did get it. I think it's a really quality movement pattern. And now Kevin's gone. He's left the podcast. So, 
we had one person comment on the live stream. They said, oh, this is Kyle. He did great. Uh, Kyle said, Mary skip, pretty safe. Don't do it too often, but satisfying. Uh, kill the lateral hopping. What's the point? F the box jumps. Do it once, and you want to see how good you can get at it. <laughs> Sometimes you can get hurt. Sometimes you can't get hurt. Uh, I like the reverse open the gates. Mm. I do like that. that like it's a- like a warm-up mobility. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, fun. You know who loves those? Soccer coaches. Oh, my God. If if like if there was one thing that all <laughs> soccer players and soccer coaches do, it's like a un, it's, it's a it's an unwritten rule of soccer is thou like, shall must do the reverse hip opener before it. the match. I just don't get it. It has it has replaced the stand and hold the fence and swing side <laughs> to side. <laughs> right, it has yeah, probably has, <laughs> and like. I love when people try to do it like with variation, like a couple steps in between and then do it. Sure. Like, what is that doing? Not much. <laughs> Not <laughs> much. Just warming up your foot. Um, so, okay. All right. So that's a fun F Mary Kill. Let's uh we're gonna we're gonna deviate a little bit. We could turn this into a friend or foe, but I wanna call this is he out of here? I think so. Mm. Leave it. Yeah, no, we only got one small guest appearance from Connor today. Yeah, maybe we'll get him back again. He was doing reverse A skips, by the way. Yeah, that's fine. It's still a reverse skip. Um, oh, that's yeah. what's fun is trying like get somebody to do an A skip and now go just do an old school skip. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin, I'm going to yeah. call this this or that. It's yeah. kind of like a, we can turn it into a friend or foe. Okay. Um, this is going to be an interesting athletic training conversation. Mm-hmm. And I put it up on social media. We'll get to it in a second. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? At work? Inherently, what are you? Introvert. You're an introvert. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I don't know if I agree or not. With me? I mean, I guess, I guess, yeah. Like, that you think I'm an introvert? Of the two of us, I think you're more extroverted than I am. And which is wrong. See, you think I'm, see, I think I'm really introverted. Um, interesting. So I put it up on social media. I wanted to see what more people answered. Are you introverted or extroverted? I. As a profession, what do you think we would be? Like, is it like extrovert? I think extroverts. This is really, this is really, I think, a fun, going to be a fun conversation. To me, introverts, I think, listen first and evaluate and then speak when, only when needed. Extroverts talk mm-hmm. and explain and, mm-hmm. like, would you agree with that? Yes. Like, want to be social and, like, go out and reach out to people. Oh, yeah, and see, that's where, and that's why I would call myself a complete introvert from, like, um, I don't say anything, but then when I do say stuff, I say a lot of things. Now, it's completely different when me and you are just sitting in front of a freaking microphone. Yeah, it's, it's interesting for two people who do a podcast to say they're introverted. If you ask anybody that's known me 90% at least of my life, everybody would say Kevin is really quiet. 
And I'm a, I'm an observer. But get me rolling. I can I can be extroverted, but I think inherently I just want to be a homebody and be left alone. I I am very <clears throat> extroverted at work. Sure. Like I talk a lot at work. I like ask a lot of questions and I love like just having absolute diarrhea of the mouth with people that are working out. I mean, but I don't naturally, I'm pretty introverted. So we put it up on social media four hours ago. And so far, <clears throat> it's 75% of the millions of people that answered said 70, 75% said they're introverted. Is that, is that a, when it comes to healthcare, is that good or bad? Good or bad? I mean, I guess you can be a good athletic trainer either way. I think that's probably good to be an introvert. I think to listen, to really yeah. listen, is Observe one of the most listen. important things of our profession. Yeah. However, I think the flip side of that argument is the extroverts can usually sell. Yeah, it's that, and I think it's probably easier for an extrovert to build a relationship or make connect with someone. Ooh. Would you agree with that? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, so in this, sometimes it's like the easiest for them to. So in this world of like building relationships, man, that's a really interesting debate conversation. I think there's, oh God, I think there's a case for. <laughs> okay. There? Yeah. Could you hear that? Yes. Oh man. It was, it was like, like a hiccup burp. Yeah. No, it was no burp. It was more like a. Oh, it was just a straight hiccup? Straight hiccup, swallowed wrong kind of idea. Um, I think it's very important for athletic trainers to be introverted at their profession. Like, you need to be able to observe, stay quiet, and when you do speak... People are like, carry a big stick. You're speaking? This is amazing. Like, because now people are going to listen, I think. Not that people don't listen to extroverted people, but if you're talking all the time, somebody's probably just going to be like, yeah, Kevin's just still talking. Yep, still talking, still talking. Oh, now he stopped talking? All right. I think there's. Like, you get tuned out. Yeah. It happened again. All right. Almost died on the podcast. You sound like you did. <clears throat> I just, and there's, it was literally just saliva. So I, I swallowed my own saliva wrong. Uh, why? Because I had a piece of candy and I, it like went mm, down the wrong tube. I'm better now. I'm fine. 46 six years. Can't chew food. <laughs> That's how I'm going to die. I told my wife, I said, I know how I'm going to die. I'm going to choke to death. You better learn the Heimlich. And she said, don't you, da- don't you fucking dare. Don't you fucking dare. I would be dead. She, she, <laughs> would, she wouldn't get it. Oh. She actually might do fine. She might just want to punch me so much. Mm-hmm. <sighs> just punch you right in the juju. She might like set up for it though and be like, psych, I'm letting you go. <laughs> she might. She might. I'll take. Like I swear. Go every, on, take the money and run. <laughs> everybody, I I gave him the Heimlich. I punched him. I, I broke every, three of his ribs. I, I that's how hard I tried. Everything I could. Introvert, extrovert. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I agree I with s- you. The the less you talk, the more that when you do, it becomes some becomes effective. I only know a couple extroverted athletic trainers. Really? Yeah. How many do you know? Apparently one. You think I'm extroverted. No, I think you're more extroverted than I am. Yeah. I, I guess I can see where you come from. You've always said that. Um, It's funny because we I think are, I we're, can. we're both married to extroverts. I think we both had our moments <laughs> as we've known each other as being the extrovert. I think people... I think some people, when they first meet meet me, they think I'm kind of like the class clown, like extrovert. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you're you are always the guy that could have fun in any situation. Yeah. That's what that's what everybody knows. Because I'm quick with a joke. They think I'm an extrovert. More like quick just, with a joke or to light up a smoke. Yeah. It's pretty good there. Um, it's more. Yeah. Everybody thinks. It takes a lot for Chad to not have a good time. I just need to go home. Now it's stuck in my head. Play us a song. You're the piano man. Um, Who doesn't sing along to that? Yeah. So, I don't know. I Maybe there's not much more to the conversation, but I think that's just something we've never really addressed. Introverted, extroverted, how outgoing... I'm very jealous sometimes of the extroverts. Right? I think a lot of us athletic trainers. So, okay. What would you say is an extroverted health profession? Are there any health professions that are extroverted? What do you think? Health professions? Yeah. No. Not many. I don't know if there's many. (laughs) There's obviously a a spectrum of... Strength coaches. Oh. Yeah, more often than not, your strength coach is going to be in your be, face. They can Let's be, go! Yeah, and they can be like kind of the center of the room, you know? Big they personalities. Can, they can hold court pretty well. Maybe that's why we don't get along with coaches because coaches usually have to be extroverted too. Yeah, for the most part. Not to say we don't get along with coaches, but. Fucking hate all coaches. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me. I, yeah, I mean, I think I see people that have this really easy, (laughs) really easy time (laughs) Um, networking. Um, I, I can talk to a patient, I can talk to an athlete, and I can network with that individual really well. I'm trying to get better at like talking to peers in a better way. I had an athletic trainer get on my table. Like they randomly got on my schedule and here they are as an athletic trainer on on my table and their, their back hurts and they, they need my services. And it felt like I didn't know how to talk to them. Sure. Like, because I was floating this line of like, all right, I'm going to start telling you what I do, but then I'm also trying not to like, like be arrogant about what I do. I'm also trying to not like, 
what if I say something that you don't really understand because you're just not really familiar with X, but then like, I don't want to assume, you know, everything that I'm talking about because maybe you just, you've never experienced what I do. And it was really like kind of a, kind of locked me up a little bit in that normally with my patients, I think one of the reasons I get good returns on my patients is because I, I have good conversation and I teach them about what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, it felt really awkward to have an athletic trainer on my table that I wasn't, that I wasn't teaching. Yeah. Like Connor, you know, I, when I was teaching him how to like work in a (laughs) clinic, that was fine. Diarrhea of the mouth any day of the week. But like, I don't know when it was like a peer that they were, I don't know. It was weird. And then when I get like chiropractors or I get, um, PTs and they're like, I had a PT come in the other day that wants to work out in my gym and I was kind of working through like why I created the gym space that I did. And then all of a sudden she was like, well, I am a PT. I was like, oh, cool. Like, so you kind of understand what I'm saying then. But in reality, she's a, she's a PT for kids and babies and so like she never has to like teach somebody how to do a you know sumo deadlift or something yeah um and so it was like that was new to her but yet I was really nervous like talking about like how I try to create like exercise I should say working out into rehab and rehab into working out yeah because which is the best part of the job in my opinion yeah oh there okay i heard this on a podcast today that i listened to um it's the kelsey brothers no <laughs> no um it was a it's a it's really a physical therapy co- uh business podcast but um the guy on it said i'm more uncomfortable around other therapists physical therapist than I am around strength conditioning specialists. He said like if when I go to when he said when I go to physical therapy conferences, I feel like I don't fit in. I feel like I fit more with if I went to a strength conditioning conference. Hmm, interesting. Do you feel that way? I know what my answer is. Uh yeah, I would say completely. I feel very, very detached from traditional athletic training, and I've always felt that way. Mm. Like I, I see, I we go to NATA, and I feel like I'm definitely the oddball. Sure. Like I'm not. I didn't live the life of a lot of other athletic trainers, or something, or like experience the same things. It's very interesting to me. That struck something when I heard somebody else say that. Yeah, it's good. That's a good perspective on it. It's very interesting insight. Um, okay. I work really well in dental forums. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Can you get in my mouth? Oh. Uh. All say right. Cheese. We're gonna. Nah. Yeah. We're gonna do this fat. What? I think. Okay. Let's do it right now. 
We're going to do bust it. it. Bust it we, out. We may have done this one before, but after 247 episodes, I don't remember. And I actually went through the fat brackets and said, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't think we've done it. It's hard to think we, it's hard to, to say we haven't. Okay. But we're going to do super bad. We're going to do the three main characters from super bad. Mick Lovin. Uh, Fogel. Yeah, I'm pulling up the. Fogel, played yeah. by Christopher Mintz. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I can't read my own handwriting. That's why. Fogel. For Mince Plossy. Yeah. Seth, played by Jonah Hill, and yep. Evan, played by Michael Sarah. Nice. If you're on the live stream and we've done this, and you remember that we've done it, don't tell us. <laughs> don't tell us. <laughs> because we're going to do it again. Yeah. Uh, so give us your... Let's, let's talk about those three characters. Okay. Evan, Seth, and Fogel. Uh yeah, Seth is kind of well. He, uh, Fo- who's more extroverted, Fo- Seth or Fogel? Those two are definitely extroverts, and Evans clearly the introvert. Yes, although, and although Seth, I don't know. They Seth got, has a lot of extrovert to him. Yeah, um, but is definitely uncomfortable in his own skin. Makes him a little introvert. Yeah. Very unsure. I think, unsure I think he's a class clown because that's all he's got. Yeah. He's unsure of himself. He's mad at his buddy because his buddy's going to go off to college. He's just like every athletic trainer. Yeah. Jealous. Jealous that his, their athlete is graduating and going somewhere else. Or just jealous of the other healthcare professionals. Mm, they have better call, work hours. Call, they have better call. pay. They Whatever. I mean, Fogel's definitely the athletic trainer that just freaking sneaks his way into like every good job ever and just seems like he's having a blast every time he goes. Like nothing bothers him. Just makes it makes the best out of a bad situation at all times. Just lucks his way into things. Oh yeah, it's just yeah. What a what it's a not character. the going. What a freaking character. It's the coming. Evan is like Evan's like the hardworking young athletic trainer that is really unsure. A lot of imposter syndrome. Um, These eyes. Just has not, <laughs> not been These able eyes to. Never you. Like has <laughs> not. Oh, no confidence. Yeah, he's scared. Like It's like your first year as a certified, you're like, I'm going to ruin all these athletes, but you're not. Yeah. You're going to be not. fine. Seth is like fake confidence, but in re- reality, like funny thing about my back is <laughs> no idea what he's doing. But here's the thing. He shot his shot, shot a shot and it worked. It did. That's what you have to do as an athletic trainer. Like just try it. Sometimes you got to shoot your shoot, shoot and shoot and shot. Shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> shoot your shoot. Um, oh, shoot your. So shot. okay, of these three, let's go. Let's go the other way. Let's go. Yeah. Who would be the best yeah. uh, in pressure situations? I kind of want to say McLovin. I kind of want to say McLovin. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Fogel. I'm going McLovin. Fogel is the best. He's gonna. He's gonna stay calm. You know, he's gonna be. He's. He's. He's cool. With, he's cool. I don't know what I'm doing, but I, it's cool. I. I know what I'm. I know how to act like I'm know what I'm doing. Um, yeah, it's not at all. 
No, it's not Seth. Seth is the worst in <laughs> pressure Seth's situations. Brain, yeah. um, Seth is just going to scream. Seth Seth would be okay, but I, I agree. Fogel's probably the best under pressure because he's just too oblivious to everything else <laughs> to realize. Like he went in there, he got cu- caught, and he just ran with it just, by the yeah. police. <laughs> Old enough? <laughs> okay, best with wound care. It's got to be Seth. Yeah, he's got period blood yeah, on his yeah. leg, and he just rolls with it. You know, like it's oh, maybe that's bad because he's like oh, oh. I mean, he kind of he st- kind of started to like gag a little bit with it. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm reading that situation. He might be the most experienced I, with blood. But I he's get not blood necessarily the best. Um, he also headbutted Jules. Yeah, <laughs> gave her a bloody nose. Didn't have to take care of it. Mm. Um, best with wound care. I'm not sure. That's a tough one. Uh, Evan like, Evan's kind of got the most science. Like yeah, but I feel like he's just gonna pass out. Yeah, he's gonna see something bloody and he's just gonna pass out. Um. Okay. Uh. Rehab. Who's gonna? Who's got the? Who's the best planner? Evan. Evan's the best planner. He's the most organized, but yeah. Seth kind of also came up with the. No, I remember at the grocery store, he had like was running through all the scenarios in his head. Yeah. <laughs> but did he plan, uh, or did he more wing it? All right, we'll go with we'll go with Evan. Uh, personality wise. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm. That's tough. I one. think Seth. No. Uh, oh boy! So Seth got really popular at the, really popular at the party, right? He was like everyone loved him at the party because he brought the yeah, booze. Yeah. But like, but Fogel came in and like, oh, Fogel's a badass. It's like Seth. Seth was the first athletic trainer with a Theragun. <laughs> you know, and so all the athletes loved him. Like, oh my God, you're you're amazing. And then Seth was the first one that, that knew how to cup. You know, he, he he brought the cups and therefore everybody loved him. But he just he was just kinda kept being that like the trick. I, I'm 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 doing the new hottest fad and like trying to get people to like me by maybe not really knowing what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, Not that there's any athletic trainers out there that do that. All of them. Every athletic trainer is really good. Who asked the best questions? Um, Seth. Seth is going to um call it like it is, and he's just he's just gonna he's just gonna put it out there. You know, and he's just going to ask the hard questions. I was thinking of like and like evaluate eval though, like I don't know. trying to get to the bottom of it. I think it's Evan. Probably he Evan. wants to know why. Yes, it's true. Oh, you would too if you were. Yeah. Um. Before we like decide, I I gotta yeah. say the one I character. Like, like, I want to look at pictures. I remind me of scenes. <clears throat> the one, yeah. the one guy, and I don't know what the guy's name is. There's there's a uh, the guy that backs into Seth with his car 
and then has to drive him drives him to the party. Remember, like they, they right after they leave the liquor store or the the grocery store, the guy like backs up to him, backs up into him in the parking lot. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll, I'll just don't tell the cops. Yeah, I'll drive you to the party. And then he's like trying to take him under the wing, and he's like kind of the creepy like college guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That actor or that character. Every time I watch NFL. Football. Uh, there's a there's a referee that reminds me of him every single time. Um, this guy. No, not that guy. That's like the older brother. Can't remember. I'm looking for the scene right now. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I just yeah. Anywho, I'll see if I can find it. So what well, do you what do you think here? Who would make the best? Yeah. I just think it's Fogel. Why is it? I think th- it, it. I think it's just this. I like his ability to k- stay calm, go with the flow, make make the best out of a bad situation, and get a little lucky every once in a while. Get, Would yeah, you find it? The, no, that's mm-hmm. the that's the when he shows him his ID, McLovin. Lovin's the most, the second most popular name, right after Mohammed. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I gotta go Seth. Okay. Just because he actually Fogel's so in his own like little world, like he doesn't understand. Maybe not. I don't know. He's like the one that's like, just tell him, tell him. Kind of. Oh. This guy? This guy. Give it all you got. Yeah, he reminds... There's an NFL referee that looks just like that guy to me. Joe Lo Truglio. Joe Lo Truglio. Yeah. What a name. So next time I see that guy, I'm going to send you a picture. He's in... uh, Next time I see the referee in NFL film, I'm going to take a a screenshot and send it to you. What's the freaking I Love You Man or whatever, right? Right? Is I Love You Man... with um, Jason, um, what are tall Jason guy? Jason Siegel. Siegel, and then what's his face? And they become best friends. Is that that movie? I don't know. Give it all you got. Maybe. Give it all you got. I don't, I've only seen it once. I love you, man. Once. No, it's not. <clears throat> I gotta look that up now. Give it everything you got. Uh, okay, if you're on the live stream, let us know, Evan, Seth, Fogel, who you think would make the best athletic trainer. I think, where do you have that ranked in, like, your, like, mm. not necessarily ranked, but give me a letter grade here. A letter grade? Yeah. Like, maybe that's not something we've done. Mm. Like, let, all right, let's go, let's go ranking in your comedies. We'll just in my it, comedies. In your comedies. Is it top 10? No. I'm not, I'm not saying top 10. I, I'll give it... Top 25. It's got It's got to be... I'm going to give it top top 25 for sure. I think I'm going to put it in my top 10 comedies. Yeah? I'm like... I'm, I'm like on a... I think it's hilarious. I really do. I, I, I like it. But it's it's never been a movie that if you put 
if I'm scrolling through Netflix, I don't just put it on. Like, it, I don't come across it and I, so I go, I'm going to watch that. Step Brothers, like, I'm, I'm just going to put it on. I remember watching Superbad for the first time. Mm-hmm. I remember exactly where I was. I remember laughing out loud probably harder than any other movie I've ever laughed out loud on the first time I watched it. It is. It is Where, like, the movie. first time I watched it, I was like, this shit is funny. Mm-hmm. And then the more you rewatch it, because it doesn't catch you off guard, you're like, oh, I know it's coming. Yeah. It's maybe not as funny. Where other movies, the more you watch them, you're like, oh, that's funnier than I remember. Yeah. But Super Bad, I remember the first time watching it, crying, laughing so yeah. hard. Like, there were a couple things where I was like, this is awesome. Oh, I'd, and, and happy birthday to Judd Apatow. That's why we're doing this today. It's Judd, Judd. Ap- Judd Apatow's birthday. Uh, and he's made some some of the best movies of all time, I think. Uh, and so we wanted to do this one because it's his birthday. What year was this? What? This has to be 2000 and... 2013. No, no, probably older than that. 2011. Super bad? 2007? Seven. I was way off at first. Seven. You were way off. Samsonite. Um, I would agree. It's a movie that was hilarious. And it kind of got a little less like hilarious, but it's still hilarious. It's still great. I think it's, you know what? I'd probably laugh hysterically now. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't so seen long. it probably in five years. I bet it, I bet I would laugh a lot. McLovin yeah. is fucking hilarious. He really is. All right. Let's do a, let's do our feature topic. Okay. Kevin, plain and simple. Chad, what's yes. the most important thing about a CEU? Hmm. Like, what's the what's essence? The what's the essence of why you choose a CEU? Unfortunately, probably bang for buck is the number one reason. I probably choose meaning cost effective. Maybe not even cost, but just kind of like going to NATA is not cost. Like it's it's a lot of cost, but you get a you get a lot of CEUs for it. Like it's a big chunk in a in a short effort time. It's more. It's like return on. Not dollar investment, but maybe time investment. Or maybe maybe I'll ask it this way. Now, I don't think it's the most important thing. Yeah, that's it. like what makes a gr- good CEU? What makes a good CEU? Um, maybe that's a, I should have phrased it that way on social media and I didn't. Mm. What makes a good CEU? Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, Chad, it's got to be all—it's got to be really encompassing of all of the evidence that is going to make all of our athletes better. I think what makes a a great CEU is the those moments of like, all right, you're sitting, watching, listening, partaking. And you start thinking about specific people that you're you're like, I need to try this with that person. I need to try this with that person. And it it like instantly becomes a great tool in your toolbox. Or I should say the tool in your toolbox that you can't like you want to try. You want to see if it yeah. can it can solve an issue that you haven't been able to solve with any of your other tool sets. It's application. All right. Can you use it? Can you yeah. use can you use what you just learned? And I don't even care if it's just like once in a while, it's like the thing that like solves an issue. Yeah. Or makes you think differently about how to approach something or whatever it is. That's where I think the CEUs that are like just regurgitated information that's that's where like you lose me versus like a concept that gets executed or even a uh, method of treatment that's like you can every once in a while just apply it so like do you remember when you were a younger professional uh huh like for me my first six years, you know, my first three re- reporting cycles, I'll say, or maybe even four. Yeah. Every time I had to like th- figure out like what do I want to study here, mm-hmm. or what do I want to, what, what, how do I want to use my CEUs, mm-hmm. it was some sort of evaluation mm-hmm. or a modality slash uh, rehabilitation teaching like i wanted to, i wanted to learn how can i help my patients does that yeah. make sense mm-hmm. like can i learn something that will help me either evaluate them better or treat them better get them back quicker that essentially should be what a ceu is right but and she- then and then if they were all gone then i'd look elsewhere yeah but not, there are so many ceus that are on other things mhm and I sometimes I struggle with the application. Like maybe some, is it fair to say maybe like let's call it a, a social issue or maybe ethical things? Or is that what you're saying? Like you struggle with those being CEUs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I Like from a standpoint of- I think I, they're important things to know. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of things that are very unfortunately, it's very unfortunate that it's in a position of you can, you can go through this course in order to be, um, a better human and then you can get credit for your profession or, or like, I think you should be better at your profession. This is going to, this is, this is going to be really unpopular. I probably not. I'm going to like, sometimes like the courses are like, 
let's talk about burnout in the profession. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Beat it. That's I think it's. You. I think it's important to understand why we're burned out. Yep. We talk about it all the time on this show. Mm-hmm. Is that helping you treat your athletes? No. Yeah, I now guess I don't. Can, you can go down a rabbit hole. Yeah, you well, can wiggle. Yeah. What if it's what if it's a course? If I that don't says, understand, yeah. You know, this is how you can avoid burnout, or this is how you can help. You know, notice burnout in your own life, and, and this then is, you can treat people the, better if you're less yeah, burned out. But that's no. That's it. Yeah. Like that's that should just be that should be like things you want to know because that's making you a a happier and okay human, not athletic trainer. Man, we're gonna get. There's a difference between those two things. We're gonna get blitzed on this. I know, but that's it's because everybody, everybody, not everybody, a lot of people want their profession to be an identity, and then they they also, in the same breath, want their identity to not be their profession, and then in the same breath, they want their identity and their career and their employer to take care of them like they're their mother, and then there's too much there. We, we are also individual humans that you chose a profession, learn how to be a better professional with treating other humans, not necessarily how do you treat yourself? I don't know. Um, so here's what, here's what I've got. Candidate, candidate athletic training uh, on Twitter. What's the most important thing to you when it comes to a CEO? Boston. Caitlin Place, can I actually apply it in my small small town rural high school setting? <clears throat> Kevin Joyce, cost is the primary one. Hate to say it, but it's true. KJ. Uh, Lauren Hoyt, is it something I've heard before for the last 10 years or is it current? And How applicable is it to my clinical practice? Mm-hmm. Denise, does it fill a gap in my education? Uh, Dr. Jim Barry, is it practical and useful to my clinical practice? (laughs) Jason, cost, usefulness. TJ, document it. Uh, Rob, does it also count towards my CSCS? Mm. Good call. Alex Daly, how does the information from the CEU help make a difference in the lives of the patients we serve? Then he gave three that he found quite valuable. I'm not going to say them. You can look at the tweet. Uh, Danielle McIntyre, cost, relevance to my setting, delivery of content is engaging and interesting. Charles Liggett, is it useful new information and cost is a major consideration? Sam Riggs, meaningfulness. So I think, I don't know, I just, I think it was really interesting. There was a lot of discussion on CEUs as the deadline draws close. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people arguing back and forth on Twitter, of course, uh, about what should be a CEU? Uh, I guess there wasn't. Uh, like, it was kind of more like <clears throat> there was a little interaction between the clinicians versus the educators slash researchers. Mm-hmm. And you and I have always had an interesting relationship when it comes to research. <laughs> we have a we have an interesting relationship with research. If research, it's kind, of, it's kind of one of those on again, off again kind of relationships. If when the, you're in town, maybe maybe you give them a call. <laughs> research is our side chick. Mm-hmm. No, like I think there's good research and there's research that is a waste of time. 
100%. If your research tells me that I should do special test A rather than special test B because special test A is shown to be better, I think that's really valuable research. Sure. Really valuable. If you tell me that exercise, if, if your research has found that this type of rehabilitation technique is better, I want to know it. Mm-hmm. The rest of the research, I think, is you're just wasting everyone's time and dollars. It's research for research's sake. Yeah. And I'm sure there's got to be, you have to study things from a global perspective where you can zone in on them, or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe. Eh, whatever. Ah. That's, just, that's just my opinion. Ah. I do think um, there's a lot of good intentions yeah. behind CEUs. For sure. A lot of good intentions. And <clears throat> even even great intentions behind some of these CEUs that we are basically crapping on. It just comes down to, are we doing to just do? And it's frustrating when, let's call, not like uh, groundbreaking or anything, but like, just because something's unproven doesn't mean it's not worthy to learn. Just because something not is not an approved course by whatever does not mean it's not something that should be learned in order to advance the profession. And I think there should be a little bit more celebration of people that are trying to advance the profession instead of just prove what we already know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And that's where I try to go with my non CEUs. (laughs) (laughs) And like where I try to learn stuff that not necessarily I get to uh, count as continuing it. And I think that's the, that's the unfortunate thing. The CSCS stuff, right? Um, I think there should be more CEUs that like involve that. Like as an athletic trainer, how cool would it be if part of your CEUs were to learn more about the strength and conditioning world that you have to. There's so much crossover between that and rehab. Yeah. Like that's cool stuff. I also think that there should be more. If there are CEUs available to, um, you know, let's just call them ethics and the social stuff and whatever, what have you. Why aren't there more CEUs that are just associated with, like, reading books that are just good? Or listening to podcasts. Or listening to goddamn podcasts that... Talk about Fogel. ...really get you in the mindset to laugh at a movie. But, yeah, that's where we're at. What else you got on that? Nothing? Boom. No. Well, that's the Canada Athletic Training Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Kevin. This is Chad. Tune in next week, Wednesday at 7.30-ish p.m. Central for your live Candid Guys. 
Oh, CanadaAthleticTraining.com. Leave us all your suggestions. Thank you, Healthy Roster. You are the best. Thank you, Smart Tools. SmartToolsPlus.com. Candid 10. Athletic Trainer Insurance Plus. Become a member and get the best rates on your professional liability. We appreciate all of you. Um, Have a great night, guys. See you all next week. Bye.